This is a Federal News Network podcast. Bid protests are relatively rare when you consider how many government procurements take place each year. But according to the Government Accountability Office's most recent data, they are a pretty effective tool for losing bidders who think an agency got it wrong. According to GAO, 51% of the protests filed last year were either resolved in the protesters' favor or by the agency taking action on its own. For some insight into how the process works and advice for companies considering a protest, we spoke with Stephanie Magnell. She served until recently as the Deputy Assistant General Counsel for Procurement Law at GAO, where she served as the hearing officer for hundreds of cases. She recently took a new position in the Government Contracts Law Group at the Safarth Law Firm. And Stephanie, thanks for speaking with us. And, and with the benefit of your expertise at GAO overseeing those hundreds of protest cases that you dealt with there, I thought we could start by talking a little bit about are there certain types of agencies, common mistakes that agencies make that seem to keep coming up over and over again that, that led to a protest getting sustained? Well, I think the, what I'd like, the point I'd like to, to make from the beginning is I don't think that anybody should presume that because there's a protest that the agency necessarily made a mistake. And I think the GAO decisions show you know, that a lot of the time, although there's been an aspect of the procurement that has been protested, that the agency did not make a mistake. So, you know, sometimes the protester has a reason to protest that, that it really isn't directly tied to an error. So I think sort of importantly, I, I want to not equate the filing of a protest with sort of the, any conclusion that, that the agency was necessarily an error. But, you know, that said, agencies sometimes do make mistakes. So, you know, looking at the, the GAO annual report um, for the 2020 fiscal year, it says, you know, the most common bases for GAO to sustain a protest were that the agency had an unreasonable technical evaluation, uh, the solicitation is flawed, you know, so that's sort of a pre-award uh, solicitation challenge. The agency's cost or price evaluation was fraud was flawed and the agency's uh, past performance evaluation was reasonable. And I think that the statistics also show that agencies frequently took corrective action. So that means, you know, that the agency uh, itself, you know, had a chance to look at the protest and then agreed and said, hey, you know, I think there's there's merit to this protest. Um, And uh, we, we agree that, you know, something needs to be corrected. So overall, I, I think the numbers sort of show the value of bringing a protest as long as the protest has real legal and factual support um, and that contractors are, are correctly identifying some errors in procurements, whether it's sort of in the terms of the solicitation or otherwise. And they're, they're often obtaining relief as well. What, what should companies do to, to prepare their protests so that they do have the most likelihood of getting a good result when they come before GAO or another protest forum? You know, I think that there are probably sort of three things for a company to focus on. Um, First, I would really recommend that a company shoulder the initial responsibility for identifying the factual support for the issues. And by this, I mean to, I would recommend don't throw out a, a general protest with the hope that um, of uh, getting documents uh, in the initial agency report so that you can then find the issues and um, raise them in a supplemental protest. 
don't think that's really the right approach. Do the research, know the industry, obtain as much information as you can from um, the questions and answers with the agency up through any debriefing. So then you can come in with arguments that really have as much factual support um, as you can bring to the table. Second, I think it's also important to make sure that those arguments are crafted properly. It's important to have a solid legal foundation for, for each protest ground, and the protest should be really well organized. If you look at GIO decisions, you'll see that the issues are really tackled protest ground by protest ground. And I think that a successful presentation would also uh, have that same approach, protest ground by protest ground, and not mixing kind of all the issues all together, but really making them a little bit more discreet and in a manner so that you know GAO can can tackle them in the um, in the way that we see in the GAO decisions. And finally, I would also recommend that contractors get counsel involved early because the GAO deadlines are firm. And GAO is very strict about timeliness, both on initial and supplemental protests. And so in, in that way, you know, it's important to, to make sure that council has enough time to pull together these legally and factually supported protest grounds. And in that vein, you know, I would, I would also encourage protesters to really look at the solicitation and consider um, filing uh, you know, a pre-award protest if they, if they need, especially if they're identifying um, mismatches, for example, between Section L and Section M uh, in, the, uh, in the solicitation, because those, in terms of timeliness, those need to be resolved, of course, before the submission of protests and not afterwards. Interesting point you made toward the beginning of that answer on, on making sure that you come to the protest table prepared rather than using the protest process itself as sort of a fishing expedition. I think in some cases, protesters would say, well, we have to do it this way because the agency has just refused to do an adequate debriefing. I wonder how much you think there is to that. Have you seen many cases where that's actually the case, where the where the company really tried to get good answers from the government before moving on to the protest? You know, I would say that what I've seen is that companies really have a really remarkable level of expertise. Um, they know their industry, they know how to perform the work, and that I've really seen that they can um, they can bring a lot to the table that doesn't necessarily uh, need to come from a debriefing. So, you know, I would really turn to that and not focus on the the debriefing as much as um, kind of their their general industry knowledge and their their specific knowledge about what it would take uh, to get this procurement done or sorry to to perform the contract. Okay, and then the final thing we wanted to ask you about is just process. You've seen the process from the inside for for a while. It handled hundreds of cases. Are there any suggestions you would make to Congress or anyone else to, to streamline the process, either on the government side, either for the government side, or for the protester side? Well, I think in general, people who haven't been sort of deeply involved in, in this type of litigation may not realize how much each protest has its own nuances, its own important, really important factual nuances, and different sort of castings under different 
um, you know, the case law and the, the statutes and the regulations and the, the intersection of all of these. And in my view, you know, protests are a really essential part of the integrity of our procurement system. I mean, I think as you mentioned earlier, there's the relatively small number of protests um, as compared to the total volume of procurements. And again, they do have value by adding integrity to the procurement system. So I would just want any effort that goes forward uh, to make sure that um, it really accounted for the fact that there are these factual differences and nuances that can really impact the outcome of any particular, you know, any unique protest. Stephanie Magnell is an attorney with the Government Contracts Law Group at the SafeArth Law Firm. Until recently, she was the Deputy Assistant General Counsel for Procurement Law at GAO. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.